Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Sarah. And this is... I don't believe it. We're gonna start with this one. And I picked it because it's our old friend Cloudwater and it's a Piccadilly Pilsner. As in oh. Manchester Piccadilly. Cool. So this our old friend is, Cloudwater? We've had them before. Oh. Look, I didn't remember in the last episode no? and you didn't remember in this one. No, exactly. This is inspired by our collaboration of the same name with duration. This new recipe dials in our favourite Pilsner profile. Okay. Well, all right then. I don't know whether I like Pilsner. Well, we're going to find out. It makes me think of... Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I did have a Pilsner yesterday. Oh. And I didn't like it. <laughs> well, good. So we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if it's Pilsner or if it was just that specific one. But it just makes me think of uh, Teddy Umbrella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Okay, I'm I'm be honest with you, I don't really know what a Pilsner is. Me neither, that's why I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I'll tell you why I bought it. I got uh, I did like a, a mash gang um, order mm. and it had this little character on it and I was like, well, yeah. I have it tattooed, so I yeah. have to... I'll show you guys this, this little devil here, which if my nan asks is Mr Tumnus. <laughs> oh, we love that so much, it's so cute. <laughs> Oh, no, I like that. Now wrong with that. No, mm. it was a red pilsner, so it was oh. very deep. Oh. I put it in a wine glass because it looked like it. Oh, my God. And then I took a sip and I was like, I don't like that. Mm, never. I don't like no. it. That's light and refreshing. I like mm. that. Okay, cool. Right, well, yeah. moving along. So today we are going to talk about the Demon King of Japan. And what is that? Right, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Over the course of this next hour, I'll tell you. <laughs> But honestly, so the rise and the fall of the Demon King. Okay. I was just thinking the only Demon King I know is Finn Balor. And he did go to Japan and wrestle there. No, I didn't think it was him. But I'm just wondering (laughs) now if that's where he got it from. Oh, maybe. Because he wrestled in Japan. Oh, maybe maybe that's why he named it. Oh, right. He's a wrestler. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that the first time you said. I'm like, but it's not him. You're like, no, no. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, (laughs) yeah. He's not, in fact, a real Demon King. Oh, well, he is. The, this one is okay. absolutely a demon king. Okay. So we're going to start off with how he came to some form of power and how he came to lots of power and then didn't have oh any power. Oh, dear. Isn't that just the way? That is absolutely the way. Too much. The rise and the fall. Anyway, it all begins with the Oda family. Oda? Oda. O-D-A. All oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. So it begins, our story begins with the death of Oda Nobuhide. So basically... Oda was the the first name, and then they had yeah. their own at the end. Yeah, yeah. So Oda Nobuhide, uh, he had he had been the head of the family for such a long time that upon his death, the family completely crumbled. Oh dear. Now back in these times, Japan was in civil war, and it had been for just shy of a century. Oh shit! Point. Wow. Yeah, so it was like fifteen fifty five or something. I should have put that in here, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So about a, a century, they had been in civil war and there were 
daimyos, which is basically a warlord. Okay. So they have like their own territories and the daimyo will have, so there's like a, a central kin and then they have their people around it and that's their like clan. Okay. I suppose. Yeah. So mm-hmm. these are the older people that we're talking about. Right. Oda Nobuhide was the leader and now he's dead. And now we've got a problem. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, they were always trying to overthrow each other, these different clans, always fighting each other. Everybody wanted to uh, be the person who was most in power mm-hmm. um so at this time the whole of japan was either samurai and part of a clan or a peasant serving whoever ran the territory okay. in which they lived and the Oda clan was very small at this point um and it was surrounded by much bigger clans so the fall of their lord yeah um so to speak could be very dangerous because other um, daimyo would be like, well, I'm we'll just have that take. bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Unless they appoint someone who's going to be able to control it. Yeah. So the death of Nobuhide, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep tripping over it, and I'm very sorry. Um, so the death We're of Nobuhide, oh <laughs> the death of Nobuhide mm-hmm. smashed it. Uh, was a concern because, like I say, the small size of them, and just before his death, he had chosen Oda <laughs> Nobunaga his eldest son, to be the head of the clan. No one was happy with that because oh. he's a dick. Oh. Mm. Had a proper you temper. That often happens, and if you've got a bo- big boss lad, then they have a son. Son's always a dick. Yeah, and he really is. Mm. Like, he had no respect for a tradition. Um, he would just had a, the worst temper mm. ever, and he'd just take it out on everybody, and yeah. nobody was happy with him being in charge. Um, he was quite disrespectful at the funeral, actually. Um, so he ended up p- picking up some, like, incense and, like, throwing it around. And it, it was quite traditional for them to uh, cremate. He was the one that set his dad on fire. Yeah. Um, I think that was normal, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't, no one said it wasn't normal. So I'm assuming that was how it should go. But yeah. he was throwing shit around. That, he shouldn't have done like, that. Like, just come on, be here. you're at a funeral. Literally. Have a bit of decorum. That's your dad. My God. Jeez. What are you throwing things around for? You made a fool of yourself there, lad. So yeah, great choice, Obs. Mm. Great choice. And now, after his complete disregard of tradition and ceremony at the funeral, Hirate Masahide, who was set to be the chief counsellor to Nobunaga, made the decision to commit seppuku. Have you heard of that before? Nope. So the samurai, they had like certain ways of, of living, and if they were in a position where they were going to die or they were going to be forced to, like, tortured for information and stuff mm. like that, they would disembowel themselves oh yes yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah yeah okay yeah so he did that as a form of protest against nobunaga being in charge so it was basically a way of him saying to everybody else in the clan if you respect me if you respected me in life and respect me in death then you won't follow this man that's a big very powerful statement that's a move that in a hundred percent but he'd that just goes to show how much of a dick nobunaga is because he'd rather die there yeah and make such a protest than be his counsellor. Yeah, yeah. Mental. Wow. Um, now, it wasn't un- uncommon for family to kill each other. Like, huh. kill your son, it's kill your dad, kill your brother. 1500s is what people yeah. were doing. Exactly. They just, they wanted power. <laughs> they get it. bored and they just kill yeah. each other. Well, they've known nothing but war. Like, literally, yeah, centri- yeah, of generations of people mm. haven't seen anything other than war. So it just yeah. seemed normal. They all just want to gain power. Simple mm. as that. Um, now, Nobunaga's brother was plotting against him because he felt that he was the rightful heir. He was the, the good son, for lack of a better term. Um, and so Nobunaga was like, no, and beheaded him. Uh, well, yeah. See ya. <laughs> Do you know what? We're all doing it back then, yeah. aren't we? Ugh. Yeah. 
and he did it like in front of like made an example oh so he's a real dick he was like do you know what no oh he gets what much much worse Mm -hmm. he's the demon king so oh yeah of course i forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) quite important Uh, so what he wanted was control of the Owari province, which is where their clan was. There was other clans yeah. around. Um, so knowing that he wasn't liked or respected, he needed to eliminate all threats to his position of power. Of course. So the next likely threat to his overall rule was his cousin, Nobukata. Right. Who controls northern Owari. Oh, okay. And he has about 3,000 men. Oh, yeah, okay. He's mm-hmm. doing all right then. And we know that this one is only very small. Mm-hmm. So... Um, both of them wanted to take over each other's land, so yeah. it came to blows, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, now, to be a samurai uh, meant to be uh, meant to be those who serve in close attendance to the nobility. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And by the fifteen hundreds, uh, they were like the equivalent to the highest knights of the mountain. Right. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That sam- is a good title, though. Isn't it? I am of the highest knights of the mountain. But then, pretty much everyone was a samurai back then. Yeah, okay. Well, don't take it away from me. Okay, I'm not. I'm enjoying my knighthood at the minute. You're not a samurai. Well, I just wanted You're to be a highest knights of the mountain. Okay, that's okay. I'm from the mountains. There's not mountains in Cumbria, is there? Are you for real? Are you actually for real? (laughs) Is there actual mountains? There are so many. There are... Why do people go to the Lake District? Not just for the lakes. They go for the mountains. You never heard of the Wainwrights? There's like 242 of them or something like that. There's 242 mountains. And that's only from this one man's book. There are so many mountains. Have you been? Have you no. not? Oh, right, okay. I will take you. <laughs> okay, this is why it seems so weird. Because as you're driving to it, you're like, oh, mountain, 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 mountain. They're literally oh. everywhere. I thought that would be in the Peak District because they peaks, you know? I think they do have them there as well. Ed. Okay. I think we have a lot of mountains, if I'm honest, right. in this country. I thought the closest mountain was like Wales. <laughs> I'm geographically challenged. Oh I know where Japan is, though. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's nice. I love that. That was good. <laughs> sort of. I know where it is. So, yeah, so the highest knights of the mountain, uh, the samurai had been around since the year 19... Uh, sorry, sorry, no, no. No, 19. <laughs> 792. Oh, shit. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, basically, private armies started to form after the government ended con- conscription yeah. and were active in Japanese warfare up until 1876. Wow. Very long time for the samurai. Yeah, Which it is. Like a thousand, pa- a, a thousand pounds, a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. So Nobunaga knew that he needed samurai to have any chance of becoming the leader with the most power. So he started to recruit peasants. Right, okay. Which was un- unheard of. Like, oh. They, they were yeah, no... Peasants have got enough problems, you know what I mean? Well, th- this is the thing. Like, They w- were the ones that were serving the samurai. They were looked down upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, I'm just going to recruit them because I've not got any samurai. They're all fucking with my cousin. Oh, so then like the samurai would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute, this is a very special order. Mm. Now you're just bringing in peasants. Well, this is the thing. So it was known as Ashigaru um, when they brought the the peasants in. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the past 400 years, these people had been serving the samurai and being trodden down on by the samurai. So obviously they have a lot, they have centuries of anger. They've got beef, yeah. Yeah, so they they want to do this. Like they've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Oh, I see. They're not joining other samurai. They're going to be fighting the samurai. Exactly. I've got you. So they're joining Nobunaga who has no men and fighting against the samurai who has 
that well his brother oh, his cousin who has a three thousand. I can see it myself. I would be tempted if exactly. somebody came a knocking. Yeah. I'll buy egg one then. So uh, about a year after the beheading of his brother, uh, Nobunaga had an army to match his cousins. Ooh. So he also had 3,000 men. Um, so he had his army of trained peasants and his cousin had his army of battle and war trained samurai. Mm. So one of the things that Nobunaga had that his cousin didn't um, was the arquebus. What's that? It's it sounds like a, a mythical... Oh. Like a gun. Well... I mean, to be fair, of all the muskets that were available in the world at that time, I would want the one that was called the Arquebus. Arquebus, yeah, and I know. If people were talking about mystical. that, I'd be like, oh my God, they've got some kind of power. <laughs> like, <don't laughs> They go, have wizards. <laughs> don't go and fight them. They have the Arquebus. Well, his cousin didn't know. So during a storm in 1543, a ship containing these old school firearms was blown off course and ended up on a small island in southern Japan. Presumably on... Uh, presum- Presumably, Presumably. <laughs> thank you for that, <laughs> on the way to China, um, right. but it got blown off course, um, so Nobunaga saw that as a real opportunity, I mean all the fights in Japan at this point were just like sword, sword to sword, based, yeah. yeah. Um, so he wanted to take advantage of more modern warfare and use them in his pursuit for power. Um, no, so, so, sorry, did he just come across this shipment that's gone awry then? Or... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <gasps> what a lucky little bastard. Honestly, he's a right cunt and now... He's very lucky, but he's also very intelligent. Very intelligent. Okay. Like, okay. he knows what he's fucking doing. Mm. Um, so, they're not, good, they're not good guns, though. Like, they fucking stink. They let off loads of smoke so you can't see. Um, right. You've it takes ages to to load yeah, them. You've yeah, got yeah. gunpowder and then the fucking the things sphere in. thing and yeah. all this bollocks. Get that thingy down it. That noise is Sheba, by the way. If anyone. Surely it's very warm under there, She's darling. Just forced away That's under the okay, desk. That's okay, sweetheart. It's a good job I sit with my legs crossed. It's okay, it? Bobby. I Go love you. Sleep, good girl. You're so pretty. Uh, and also, they don't work in the rain. Oh. Does it rain a lot in Japan? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, it's a disadvantage. Either way, you've yeah. got a problem if you're relying ideal. on the arquebus. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, it didn't rain. Thankfully for him. No boo for the boo. Nobunaga. Just knew he's it. I kept, every time I typed it, I kept putting Nobugana, not Nobunaga. And it was getting really annoying. Oh um, so the. Traditional sword of the samurai is the katana, mm. which is probably the most advantageous blade in the field of battle for many reasons. Ooh, okay. Now, contrary to what you'd see a Brit with back in the day, straight edge, yeah. point at the end, double-edged. Yeah, very clunky. Mm. Um, this, for those who don't know, apologies if I'm um, insulting anyone's intelligence here, uh, but the katana was curved, single-edged blade, and it was far more sophisticated. It was lighter, far sharper, mm. and probably the sharpest sword of its time or any other time mm. um so it when like a horseman was going past mm-hmm. it would just fucking take your head off easy because the power of the horse and you've got the sharpest blade Ugh. gone wow um so on the way into battle nobunaga <laughs> took the offensive oh. i'm just thinking i just had an image of people running into battle like this with the heads creeped right down <laughs> like don't get me don't get me <laughs> And it made me laugh because it was in my head. Well, they wouldn't be able to because they had those big, like, you know, the helmets with, like, the the flary bits oh, and then they have the masks that yeah. make them look cool, scary and stuff. Yeah. But the the main aim in a melee, which is, like, sword-to-sword fight, is melee. basically... Oh, is it? Melee. 
My bad. <laughs> I feel like someone who's just called a meme a meme. <laughs> <laughs> feels like something that I would do, though, and you would correct me. Yeah. It's this fucking chair. Look, we each have our strengths. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it was a melee. Mm, melee, yeah. Melee, okay. Um, yeah, they, they would basically just go for each other's throats all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's always going to be a gap here, isn't there? <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah. Um, so, where was I? Oh, yeah, okay. So on his way into battle, Nobunaga took the offensive with his 3,000 troops. He had roughly 400 to 500 guns. Now, his cousin had around the same number of troops, uh, but potentially far more likely to win because of their experience, but obviously don't have guns. Yeah. Um, so he fooled the opposition into advancing, so they'd come close enough that the muskets would take him out. So obviously his cousin didn't know he had them. Uh-huh. Um, so these are the kind of guns, like I say, it takes a long time. to have got yeah. fucking rod in it and all those bollocks. Yeah. Um, so... The only time the playing field was sort of evened out a little bit was when they were reloading, because obviously yeah. advantage is experienced samurai. Um, it's important to note that the samurai that were fighting for Nobunaga were fighting with nothing to lose. Um, so despite the peasants having no experience in yeah. combat aside from their training, they're fighting with a totally different energy. Oh, of course, yeah. Completely yeah, different. Yeah. They're not knackered from being in war either. Yeah, they've, that's true, yeah. They've just been like straight chilling, just a, like being disrespected a little bit. gives you a bit, lot of power, I think. A hundred percent. I mean, not power, I mean it gives you a lot of energy. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot to fucking mm. go for. So after three hours of Nobunaga's men, uh, wait, after three hours, comma, forgot me, comma, <laughs> Nobunaga's men get gain the upper hand and break through his cousin's defences. After how long? Sorry. Three hours. Oh, shit, you'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Wow. In it. Imagine that being your life, literally. Oh, my Just God. constant war. I went for a run for an hour earlier, and I thought I was going to die. And that was one hour, and that was running, and no one's trying to kill me, and but I'm not swinging at all. That's all they do, though. That's all they do. That's all they've ever done. Wow. Is train to be at war and Jeez. try and survive so that they can gain power. It's just exhausting, what, though. Isn't it's exhausting. It? That was just their life. Wow. Didn't know any different. Do you know what? We're really lucky, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Jeez. So about 1,200 people were killed. Wow. Um, after the three hours and the opposition retreated and after a few months Nobunaga had his cousin dead and he holds power over Owari. He reigns and he's come to realise the weaknesses of the traditional samurai and the benefits of a peasant force mm. um, <clears throat> and how beneficial firearms are obviously that was quite <laughs> well, yeah, helpful yeah, yeah. that definitely gave him the, uh, the edge right from the beginning um so after nine years of battle, he's the undisputed leader of the Owari province. Um, but it didn't take long for other warlords to then end up having to cross his path. Yeah, of course, yeah. So Imagawa Yoshimoto, one of Japan's most notorious daimyo, was on the move from the east in a bid to take over Kyoto, which was the nation's traditional centre of military power. Okay. Um, so it's in central Tokyo, but you'd have to go through the Owari province right. in order to get there. He had a massive army behind him, um, but it didn't stop Nobunaga putting up a fight, um, despite him being outnumbered 12 to 1. Oof. Mm-hmm. Ah, but peasants have got nothing to lose. Well, it's not that. This is where, you, this is where his um, smart thinking comes into play. 
So Yoshimoto's men uh, claim different posts on the border, uh, on the Awari border, with ease, and Nobunaga's men plead with him to, to like for their strategy to be stick together, siege, and hope that something goes well, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he's like, no, nah, it's not going to work. We're going to have to do something completely unexpected. Otherwise, yeah, we're all going to die. Like uh-huh. it's not. I'm not going to let that happen. Um, mostly because he was power hungry. He didn't care about the people. He just wanted to win. Um, So he wanted to catch him off guard uh, and he believed that if he did that, the odds could turn in his favour. He was very organised, very methodical and very intelligent. And he had scouts all over the province reporting back to him daily or hourly so he knows how many troops there are on the opposition, where Mm -hmm. they are, when they're going to settle and it obviously gives him a strong advantage because he knows the area as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Whereas they don't... Uh, he knows that there is 5,000 men camped with Yoshimoto. So his strategy was to go and kill Yoshimoto because he doesn't need to fight the whole army if he takes out the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, they should fall fall apart once their leader's mm-hmm. gone. Either leave or they join him. Yeah. Well, what else are they going to do, really? Exactly. Get I mean, the there will be an heir from mm-hmm. Yoshimoto. So... Oh, but they'll have to fight that out like he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um Back then, civil wars were fought like the previous. The respective armies would go face-to-face in a siege. What Nobunaga was trying to pull off was an ambush, which was something that had never been done before. Oh, okay. So, like I mentioned before, tradition didn't mean anything to him. He didn't care. Like, he was like, I'm going to do it my way, Mm. and whether you like it or not, because I'll just kill you if you don't like it. I know I shouldn't be, but I'm kind of rooting for him. Right? You know, I hated him at first, and I was like, actually, do you know what? Kind of like I'm you. I'm a smart guy. Yeah, and really I want the peasants to win. So. Exactly, yeah. Um, so Nobunaga's men surrounded Yoshimoto's camp just as they were in the middle of a head inspection ceremony. Take a guess at what that means. Oh no, they're getting all the heads that they've chopped off and they've like put them on pikes or something and they're all going, look whose head it is. They've got them under a tea towel or something and they're like, who's it gonna be? (laughs) Ten points over there. You guessed correctly. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. So it literally is. So it's essentially where the samurai will take the heads of the men they've slain in the opposition, wash them, groom them, put makeup on them. That's kind of nice. And then display them to their leader one by one. So Yoshimoto sat there with some sake and he'll go and show it to him. Like, this is this is one that I've killed. So it's like a showing off kind of thing. Like, yeah. or if you've got two, for example, you'd be like, oh, you did good. Exactly, yeah. So he's like, he's something with Saki, just watching, like, mm-hmm. And, like, literally, like, they're objects. Imagine. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they're, they're not... Wow. They're not... Un, um, it's not unheard of for them to put heads on spikes, but this... This was just well, a This is like just ceremony. presenting them like on a little tea tray. Literally, like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> or like a platter. It's fucking gruesome. <laughs> it's madness, it's so isn't gross. it? It's brutal. So glad we were born when we were. Right? Exactly. Um, so, yeah. But imagine you've turned up to take these people down and just to add insult to injury that these oh, men yeah. are going to come and fucking try and take your land. They're parading your mate's head on a platter. Oh, so this isn't like a normal thing to do at this time. This is just what they do oh, in their little army. I don't know. I think, I think it is. it was like a normal thing to do. Either way, it's going to rally you up. Yeah, it? it's going to piss yeah. you off. Like, you're like, oh shit, that's my fucking There's mate. Doris. Yeah, well... Won't be Doris, but well, okay. I, okay. The Japanese <laughs> 1500s equivalent of Doris. <laughs> <laughs> now he quietly takes out the guards in the forest and Nobunaga's men eventually ambush. That was so unheard of for this to happen that Yoshimoto started laughing because he thought his men got too drunk and started fighting. <laughs> oh my God! 
And then it, obviously the penny dropped. He was like, fuck, we're under attack. He's been drinking sake, fucking... They're all well, a little yeah. bit... He's probably just thinking, I've got another half hour until this battle starts. I can have another well, drink. Well, maybe settling, settling down for sleep. Like, they, they... I can't believe this has never been thought of. I mean, somebody has to be the first person to think of it, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that's the thing. If they were, they were so, like, set on tradition... Yeah, And tradition true. was to go face to face then you wouldn't think you'd have anything yeah, to worry about. It's a bit of a kick in the dick, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, I mean, you parade my friend's heads around. I'm a little impressed, I have I'd to be say. Off. I'm a little impressed with this demon king. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even the smartest thing he's ever done. Um, so, yeah, so he ambushes. Um, Yoshimoto uh, was like, shit, this is an attack, and he needed to put up a defence, but his men started running away because they didn't know what to do. They were either too yeah, drunk yeah. or they didn't have a sword or whatever. So they started I just running wanted away. a nap! He's left with 300 men oh, from the 5,000. Oh, God, so it really fucking worked. Really, really fucking wow. worked. Well, they probably would have taken out a few in the forest, like, silently, like, grabbing yeah, a Yeah, but, that's, but a, that's a fucking... Quite a drop. Wow. They go for their chance to chop off his head, <clears throat> and they succeed. Oh, right, okay. So they take Yoshimoto's head off, um, and it only took about 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. For them to win that battle. <laughs> That's just such an easy day at work, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going now. Fucking three hours to beat his, his cousin, and he's like, do you know what? Do it be easier? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let them get drunk, and yeah. then just go chop his head off. Yeah. Be fine. Be fine. It's a good strategy. So he's changed uh, the face of battle in Japan, wow. and begun the unification of central Japan. Interesting. Mm. Okay. So the fella to take off the head of Yoshimoto came to be one of Nobunaga's most devoted and loyal generals. Mm-hmm. And he was a huge part and a huge influence on the history of uh, Japan. His name was Toyotomi Hideyoshi. I love this guy. Okay. And he joined as an Ashigaru, which was one of the peasants. Oh, oh I love it when the peasants do good. Mm. So uh, there was another guy... Uh, Tokugawa Ieyasu who was given by his father when he was a young boy to Yoshimoto's army oh, and raised to be his well no he didn't go out as a child he was just raised um, to be a samurai for oh. Yoshimoto oh, oh okay so I don't think he was given like a sword when... and sent out he was just what? trained I was going to say is it age. like it when the kids go off to be Padawans but you won't fucking no, know what I'm what talking those, about no. It was a Star Wars reference. You oh, know, just, right, yeah, no, I don't. Just know, I don't know what I, I was thinking. See, yeah, no. I don't know what you were thinking either. It's almost just, like you don't know me at all. We'll breeze past that. Obviously, you can imagine that Ieyasu has some anger because mm. he was left by his father. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a hostage exchange. Oh, okay. Mm. And we'll go into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, so the head of his family or clan is now dead and he was a warrior that showed great promise. So he decided he was going to join allegiance with Nobunaga. So these three men, Nobunaga, Hideyoshi, who killed Yoshimoto, yeah. and then Ieyasu, um, one of his most powerful men, had formed an alliance. Right. And they decided they would continue Yoshimoto's quest in his place and storm to take control of Kyoto. Oh, right, okay. To try and gain all of the power. Uh, and what a force to be reckoned with. Now, um, Nobunaga was fucking brutal. Like, he would literally kill anybody in his way. He didn't care who it was, families, children, anything, wow. anyone. Okay. If you not with me you're against me you're mm. gone um this obviously angered a lot of powerful enemies yeah um there were so many clans in different parts of japan um that were plotting to bring him down obviously they were concerned that he was going to become or, or yeah, he yeah, might yeah. Ki- 
oh my god I don't know what happened there I like glitched <laughs> he might gain control of um of Japan altogether yeah. and what sort of a ruling is that so one of the biggest and deepest rooting uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will get that oh my god so one of the biggest and deepest rooted political forces with Japan was the monastery Oh, there was a monastery at this time, even yeah, all yeah. these clans are just kicking yeah, without yeah. taking power, and the monastery's what? Just sitting there... Sorry, no, monastery. What did I say? Monastery. Mon- oh, yeah, no, I was thinking monarchy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck were they doing? No, no I understand now, yeah. Well, they they always had an emperor, but it, it's the emperor's more like a tradition. He doesn't really have much power. It's, it's the prime minister that has power. Yeah. I'm just wondering what you know what they were all doing while well, shit was kicking Crying. off. <laughs> I'm joking. <there. laughs> Some they of them were just were. like, "Oh my god, just stay out of my monastery." And <laughs> Some of them were. <laughs> but, uh, Buddhism was there before Japan was really Japan, right. so um, very deep rooted, and and they were one of the biggest roadblocks for Nobunaga's thirst for blood and control. Mm. Um, now the monks feared nothing. <laughs> very opposite to Buddhism, that isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the the but. Buddhist monks didn't fear anything in the battlefield because fighting the evil that were trying to take over was like a guaranteed ticket to heaven. So they were like, it's fine. Come out and break. I didn't know the monks were fighting as well. Yes. Yes. I do love the idea of a monk just swinging himself around the battlefield. That sounds amazing. So they they had a name. They were called the Iko Iki. And they were Buddhists, like, all scattered all around. Yeah. That were fighting for the same cause. They answered to a higher power, so they yeah. didn't care for Nobunaga. They were like, come at me. I, uh-huh. I, I will take what, you down. So what's their, what's their end game, the Buddhist monks? Is it just to like have peace? and is it? Like, I mean, don't be fooled thinking that they're super peaceful because they're not. They're training to fight, but yeah, no, they're, not, they're not going to gain control like all the other daimyos are because... Yeah. They're, they want to be head of it, but they, they don't have someone at, at the head. Buddha is at the head. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, so they still want to have all the land and everything, but they just want Buddha to be the head they of that land. They just want to protect rather their land. Than yeah. some jumped up little dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Right, they're you. just trying to defend against anyone who's trying to be overly forceful. Yes, sort of thing. okay, I understand. Um, from yeah. what I can understand from it anyway. Um, so it was like a, an honour, basically, to, okay. to protect against. Well, sure. Um, so the, the militant sector of the Buddhist quarter was the Iko Iki, and they had large temple fortresses, um, and they were very widespread across Japan, like I said. So Nobunaga saw them as the biggest threat because of their political influence, and he wanted to destroy them completely. Uh, so he made the decision to attack on the most politically influential uh, Buddhist complex. It not only overlooked Kyoto, but within the walls were a shitload of his enemies that had fled and sought refuge there. Oh. So there was people that he knew were skilled in the battlefield and yeah. knew didn't want him there. Yeah. So he was like, if I take them out, that's one step closer. Someone needs to get Nobunaga some sake because man is concerned <laughs> about the power that they might have. And on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best to make that smooth and I didn't. <laughs> no, it's fine. Ow, I okay. hit my tooth. Oh, you've just got that fixed. I know. No, Careful. honestly, no wonder it came out because mm. I always do that. I don't know why it's always this tooth. Oh, it's dripping from the heat. Good Lord. Right. This one is uh, from 
Prairie Artisan Ales, and it's rainbow sherbet. It's a sour ale with rainbow sherbet flavours, and it's brewed and canned by Krebs Brewing Company. Ooh, how exciting. Um, I just really got it because I really liked the can. Yeah, I really like the can, I'm not going to lie. It's cute. It does make me happy. It's got, like, I think the spaceships. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Let's try it. Wow. That is sherbet-y. Oh, my cheeks. Ooh. I fucking really like that. Mm, me too. Right. So, off he went to inspect <laughs> the greatest monastery in all of Japan, Oof. the Enrakuji. It sits on Mount... Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had that in the back. That was so good. Mount... <laughs> PA, I think it is. Oh, Mount really? PA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I can't wait to see that back in the video. <laughs> <laughs> so it sits on Mount PA, and um, <laughs> it's been a monastery for as long as the samurai had existed. Wow. So I've been so around seven, for just as long. Whatever it was, seven, nine, It was three, the year 800 and something. Wow. 803 or something A long time. Yeah, very long time. Mm. Very long time. Um, so, <laughs> on Nobunaga's advance, his order was to kill anyone they came across and burn all buildings. Makes sense. Um, he gave the choice to the monastery to join him. He sent, like, a, a message to them. Yeah. He said, either join me or oppose me um, or and die doing so. Oh. Uh, so they went with the latter and the temple went up in flames. Wow. Yeah, they're not going to kneel to you. No, okay, well, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got a much higher cause. So, exactly, yeah. and they're like, do you know what? We're going to go to heaven. It's going to be much easier It'd than be, this. You know what? Far easier than this. In about ten minutes' time, I'm going to be having a lovely time. So. Exactly. Yeah. And you're still going to be fighting people. Yeah. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the temple went up in flames. Nobunaga and his men went after anyone who had escaped, and no single person, monk, man, woman, or child, was spared. Wow. Around 20,000 people were killed in this horrifically cruel Whoa. attack. And even his own men screamed to watch the beheading of those who were caught in their path. <sighs> it was said that a river of blood ran down the mountain following this great and unwavering massacre. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Whew. Like if he caught people, he'd have them kneel with their... Hands like tied behind their back and their yeah. heads facing down. They just go one by one, starting with the children. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, the children. Come just on. At least it wasn't like a, a silver linings. I know there really shouldn't be one, but at least it was quick and done. That's true. Yeah. Quick yeah, and yeah, painless. Yeah. Um, so he continues to continues to kill Buddhists wherever he pleases and sparks rage throughout Japan because obviously Buddhism is everywhere in Japan. Yeah. That's Even some biggie. of his men. Some of his men are Buddhist. Oh, so now we're getting a kind of like a, mm, what's happening here? Mm. I'm not sure about mm. this. So, uh, yeah, so he's killing Buddhists uh, and he's sell- sending powerful warlords on a path to stop him and destroy him. This is where Takeda Shingen comes into force. Uh, man was fucking powerful. Right. Um, and he was one of the only daimyos who had the power to overthrow Nobunaga at this point. Right. Who had become a very dangerous tyrant um now uh shingen was known widely as the tiger of kai Ooh, is kai a place yeah that's where he lived mm. 
Oof, that's a good title. Right? So I just call him the tiger in this. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to call him by his name because the tiger's much cooler. Uh-huh. Um, so he could potentially be more brutal than Nobunaga. He was known to boil people alive for certain Stop crimes. Stop it. Mm-hmm. How do you even do that? You'd have to be boiling a pot for fucking <laughs> ages. That is a long, drawn-out wait to die. <laughs> Where do you even get a pot big enough? I'm going to have to do a compilation of you going, Stop it. <laughs> So the only difference between the two was that the tiger was a Buddhist, a very devout Buddhist as well. Okay. So it was like a personal vendetta. Uh Aha. Okay, I'm starting to see. Yeah. Yeah. So Nobunaga's killing all of the the Buddhists everywhere. So yeah, personal vendetta against Nobunaga because he's killing all of his people. Yeah. Now, do you remember there were two main allies to Nobunaga's army? Yes. So there was the The guy who liked and the. Yeah, so yeah. the guy who killed Yoshimoto, yeah. and then the guy that was left to be raised by his father. Yeah. No, yeah. left by his father to be raised yeah, by yeah. his father. Yeah, yeah, he was having a terrible time. Yeah. He wasn't happy about it. So, well, the Tiger of Kai goes on the offensive and decides to try and weaken this trio. Ah. Um. So he goes for, he went for Ieyasu. the army of skanks. Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So Ieyasu was the one that was left with Yoshimoto by his father. Yes, So okay. the other one's the one that we love. Yeah. Um. So, at first, he goes for him. Ieyasu reaches out to Nobunaga to ask for support, uh, but he was still in battle in central Japan against different Buddhist establishments because they were everywhere. So he sends about 3,000 somewhat, like, above par but below average. Is that the same thing? Above par, below... No. That makes sense, right? No. Oh. No. Above par is good, and then average. par and average are the same, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I meant. Yeah. So, subpar. That's the okay. one I'm after. Subpar, <laughs> below average. Yes. We got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, commanders were sent out to help Ieyasu. If this fails and Ieyasu doesn't succeed, then Nobunaga's home province of Iwari will be at risk of domination by uh-huh. another daimyo, which is incredibly embarrassing, because <laughs> that's his homeland, and he yeah. can't lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Tiger of Kai had 35,000 men on his side. Oh, shit, okay. So the odds are truly stacked against him. Um, he decides a display of strength is paramount. So he decides to meet the Tiger of Kai in the field because samurai will follow their leader if they give reason to be followed. Yeah. So if he cowered, then they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Why are we going to follow you? We're you've, gonna got a, you've got to have yeah. all those leadership qualities They'd rather on display. go down and fucking nearly die than... Yeah, follow a coward. Weird. Yeah. Um, but no, that's fair. Um, if someone uh, takes their territory, then they're not going to... Why should they follow? Well, I mean, I get it. I'm put, why would I put my life on, my li- on the line for you if you're just going to be a coward and run away? Exactly. So Ieyasu was commanded to stand down, but he ignores it and he- heads to confront the Tiger of Kai regardless, despite being outnumbered more than three to one. So although he had 35,000 men, that was three to one in this particular battle. Oof. Of course they fucking failed. And Ieyasu uh, had to be dragged away from the field by his men to retreat. Right. Now, very anticlimactically, the Tiger of Kai died oh. um, of liver cancer. Oh, okay. Uh, so he didn't even die in battle. No, he didn't. So he had just wow. succeeded. He had just beat Ieyasu. And then he died <laughs> of natural oh. causes. 
So now we've got a whole new set of issues on the go about leadership and whatnot. Well, no. So what he did is he instructed... So just before he died, because obviously he knew he was going to die, he uh-huh. said to his most senior people, um, keep this secret, keep my death secret for three years. Oh. So my son has chance to learn to lead... Whoa. and win over the respect of the more senior commanders who don't trust him and don't believe yeah, in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got three Ooh, years that's now. a risky strategy, isn't it? Well, like... if, if they don't send word, then no one's going to know, are they? Yeah. They've already beat Ieyasu, so... He's just living his life. He's fucked off, so yeah, that okay. he's like, well, give him some time. Don't yeah. like, don't send word out. If they advance that... he's He was a general. His son was a general right, regardless, okay. but it's just he needed to win over the respect yeah. of the... Of the senior members, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Ieyasu had a wife that he had married. So they were both very young, like 14, 15. Uh-huh. It was a peacemaking marriage. So oh, two yeah, separate okay. clans, got, they got married. She didn't like Ieyasu. Oh, like they didn't get on very like well. This probably happened a lot. And uh, despite it being common for men of power to have concubines, he had like 19, 20 concubines. Now, no one's got enough no one time needs that for many. that. But, he, yeah, so she was pissed off. Like, she's a very proud woman. I don't know. In, in, you know, I'd be thinking probably like, yeah, if he's well busy with his concubines and I'm off the hook. Well, yeah, but no, she was very proud. Right. She was very jealous as well. She didn't so like it. So it was like, I didn't want to do this, but now we're here. Yeah. We're going to make it work. And exactly. you're ruining it. And you're becoming a man of power, so you should be fucking parading me around sort yeah. of thing. Um, Have you so, seen me? <clears throat> so, yeah, so she um, decided that she was going to start sending letters to the Tiger of Kai's son. Right. And requested that hers and Ieyasu's son would be given... Um, place in the army in okay. his army yeah. and uh that he would find her a, dre- a general of his as a husband okay so basically she was saying i will betray ieyasu and nogu nobunaga nobu because he's a nob nobunaga <laughs> um uh so that you can kill them overthrow them as long as we are safe basically. I want yeah we okay. want we want ours um, so instead of waiting the three years his father had allowed him, he decided to grab hold of this opportunity. Uh-huh. Ieyasu catches wind of his advance and sends a message to Ob- Nobunaga. And he's like pissed because last time he didn't send him anyone that was any use. So he uh-huh. was like, if you do not help me now, I will change sides and I'll come and destroy you. Wow, okay. And he knew that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they were very equal parts. But yeah. the only reason that Nobunaga would potentially win is because of his strategy. Yeah. Um, so if he lost Ieyasu, then he'd be fucked. So he was like, yeah. right, no problem. We're on our way. We won't only come and help you, but I promise you lots of gold. Oh. He was, I'm sorry, Ieyasu. Like, I'm fucking right, laughing. Okay. Now, um, one of the reasons why Nobunaga was so triumphant in the battlefield was because he knew, like, he did his homework. Like, he knew yeah. about the armies he was facing, uh, found out their strengths, and turned them into weaknesses. So with the Tiger's army, they were known for their speed in which they could deploy their troops. Right. So he built palisades surrounding them uh-huh. um, as an obstacle, obviously, to halt them, confuse yeah. them, um, damage the enemy's force. Now, once they were in these zones, like the kill zones, yeah. they had... So he came up with a three-part system. So the first one... So we know that the muskets take ages to, yeah. to load. Mm-hmm. So he's there behind the palisades and shoot the musket... And then he's got a reload. So he then has two or three archers behind each one yeah, shooting. Taking that time off. Yeah. And then they have a third guy with pikes ready uh-huh. to take off any horsemen. Okay. Good system, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very Clever. intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they 
deploy more. Fucking already, he's already got them. They're done. Um, so the Battle of Nagashino is one of the most significant battles in Japanese history. So the battle saw 10,000 soldiers and many of the senior generals who had served the Tiger of Kai for many, many years dead in the battlefield. Wow. It got to a point where soldiers turned and ran for their lives. Right. Like it got that bad. And yeah, yeah. You don't turn your back on the enemy unless you're certain you're going to die. Okay. That's how bad it got. And... Um, the son of the tiger kept going, keep going, keep going, because yeah, he was too yeah. proud. Um, so his generals ended up basically putting him on a horse and fucking getting him to flee with them. Wow. And he was so traumatised psychologically um, from this battle that he yeah. never ventured out of his territory again. Shit. Never. Right. Crazy. He only ever, like, put up defence against anyone yeah. who came to mm-hmm. invade, but he was too psychologically damaged. He was just like, damaged. I'm not fucking doing that shit again. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I that's, it, yeah. That's a weight of 10,000 men yeah. on your shoulders. That's fucked. And you'd have to, you'd see it as well. You'd see them, like, you, you can see that it's just continuously yeah, yeah. death after death after death. He's obviously not a fucking arsehole madman like Nobunaga no. is. He, he feels that, that, so that, he's Burping. obviously seeing that and going, oh, shit. But then also you've got this thing where uh, the tradition is you don't turn and flee. Exactly. That's very, oof, conflicting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that's why he didn't turn around, even though he probably yeah. should have, but he didn't charge out. Yeah. He just sent everybody else. Um, but, yeah, so uh, the letters... So going back to the letters that were being sent between Ieyasu's wife and the tiger's son were found, and they were reported back to Nobunaga by one of his spies. This led to Ieyasu beheading his wife... Oh, shit. ...for the betrayal, because Nobunaga told him to. Wow. But after that... They have a son together, and the most respectful thing and the honourable thing for his son to do is to seek revenge Revengeance for his yeah. mother. <gasps> so he oh, knew so that. Oh, it was complicated. He knew that, so he put a son, his son on house arrest. Nobunaga said that's not enough, and he convinced his son <gasps> to, um, what was it called? You know, when they disembarked? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. So now he's lost his wife, and he doesn't seem to care about that much, but mm. and his son as well. Mm-hmm. All for Nobunaga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was to be fair. He was fairly, um, fairly loyal. Obviously, it's like it's oh, like yeah. fucking the Abraham story in the Bible, in it. Yeah, but yeah, God was like, "Hey, come on, Abraham." Yeah, lols. Okay, I yeah. Lols. leave it. <laughs> so Nobunaga is now the most fearsome warlord in all of Japan, wow. and so many wanted to see him dead. Obviously, there were still other um, clans that were for, uh, further east and north and west, but he's got central Japan. Um, now, there was a previous attempt at the murder of Nobunaga by an assassin of the province of Iga, and they were a guerrilla-style army like to you, Iga. You know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, they had no law as such. They just protected their territory by going for anyone who would cross their path or tried to trespass. Yeah. They had governed themselves for nearly 150 years, mm-hmm. And they were so badass, and this is what gave rise to the ninjas of Iga. Ooh, okay. And they're like Nobunaga's biggest threat at this point. So the people of Iga were completely self-sufficient. They lived off the land. They knew the land so meticulously that they knew um, where to set up booby traps. And the term ninja is modern term for shinobi, which means secrecy. Right. 
Uh, so they would gather intelligence and assassinate when necessary. Oh, they sound so fucking cool. And it wasn't just the men. Like, <gasps> from Don't. A, the women as well. <gasps> yeah. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they were trained from a young age in the martial arts, making explosives and poisons. Uh, the women would be trained to be in society, so hiding in plain sight. They'd lure men in to give them their secrets, get intelligence. They'd sleep with them if they wanted to. And then if they wanted to, they'd be like, slit your throat, take your documents, toodaloo. These bitches. Mm-hmm. They were savage. But they I were like, this. They, they, it was all to protect themselves. Like they did that yeah, to generals. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand. Like Nobunaga's yeah. generals. But they ha- they were fairly peaceful people, but they just but didn't want just you get to the fuck away fuck from with me. Yeah. This is my house. Precisely. And they were very like closely knit community wow, um i love this so nobunaga's son's territory was right next to Iga. okay so he foolishly took it upon himself to attack the ninjas of Iga. Mm-mm. now because they knew the mountains so well they knew where was most advantageous to attack they had firearms bombs they were hidden so as they were being attacked nobunaga's son didn't know where they were yeah yeah so they were being shot at they (laughs) had bombs thrown at them like they were just completely ambushed and they didn't even they're like where do i look where where are you tables have turned in it so it was an absolute clusterfuck now following this nobunaga was obviously humiliated yeah so he chose five of his most experienced generals to go after eager from five different directions now, the ninjas of Ego, unfortunately, didn't have the men or the resources to ambush five separate armies. Um, so, as they treated the, the Buddhist people um, and surrounding, they killed everyone in sight, mm-hmm. burned every building that they found. Now, the main difference was because the people of Ego were so set on maintaining their culture and not letting them being over, not letting them be overthrown yeah. they would kill their own children before killing themselves so that they wouldn't be taken and raised by the opposition and to protect their secrets fuck that's so, commitment to yeah, what you believe in 100 percent. and plus wow. if they if they're the one that kills their child then they know it's, it's going to be yeah. painless Oof. so they'll kill their child and kill themselves done jesus in it it's crazy crazy brutal um it was around that time that Nobunaga was dubbed the Demon King of the Six Heavens. Now, part of the story behind this was the fortress in which he lived. Right. So he built it so that each floor had depictions of different gods, each god a higher power. Okay. On the top floor, yeah. there was no depictions anywhere. That was his own private living space, and all there was <sighs> was a mirror. Oh. Right? He makes me feel sick right it now. It's so fucking arrogant oh my day he was literally like no gods he was the god of the gods you That's can just how he imagine him parading around looking at himself in the mirror yeah yeah Ugh. yeah by this point he now. was in so much danger as well like he knew the power that he had and how many people were after him i think he just sort of started going mad if i'm honest with Ugh. you um now he still had um enemies to the west the Moris. So Nobunaga now sends Hideyoshi, the one who took off Yoshimoto's head in the okay. attack, the one we like, um, to take down the Mori force in the west. And as, as Hideyoshi catches wind of the Mori soldiers already in pursuit of taking Nobunaga down, Hideyoshi realises that he could get caught between the soldiers at the castle that he's looking to ambush and the soldiers that are already out. So okay. he doesn't want to be surrounded by them sure, because then yeah. obviously he's going to die. Um, 
So he then sends word back to Nobunaga and requests backup. And so Mitsuhide, which is another soldier that joined from Yoshimoto's clan, but not the one that was left as a child. Okay. He's just another one that was that was quite high up. Um, he was sent to assist with his army um, with a view that Nobunaga would then follow afterwards. Now, Mitsuhide was a devout Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And his mother was killed because of Nobunaga. Oh. So in all of his... his killings against the buddhist his mother was killed right so all this time he's getting angrier and angrier yeah. he's got so much resentment just realized what i was doing what are you doing he's got so much resentment uh for nobunaga he decides that this is his time this is when he's going to go for him he's going to try and overthrow him okay because he trusts him it's mutiny time exactly okay oh my god two mutinies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's like, right, this is it. I'm taking the power for myself. He's done too much. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going after another army on his command. Yeah. But he waited until the very last moment, just as they were about to set off. He then told his generals what they were going to do, and Nobunaga is up in his um, in his room, looking at himself in yeah. the mirror with people drinking sake. He's absolutely fine, and they just fucking go in, attack all of them. <laughs> now, um, Nobunaga. Stayed in his top room, and as the other army were coming up, he fought all the way to the end. Right. All the way to the end, and then he escaped... No. Uh... ...out to one of the back rooms of the temple, and he knew he had lost, as many did, uh, and so as many did at the hand of his reign, he committed seppuku and uh, disembowled himself. okay. He didn't want anybody else to be the reason he died. Yeah. He, he just took his own life. Um, now, just to give you a summary of what happened after this okay so some 20 year reign has now come to an end yeah um quite a fitting bloody end actually yeah i feel i can't say i'm the amount of people that it. have done that because of him yeah. Uh, yeah and the kid yeah exactly so mitsuhide uh if he wanted to gain power in the nobunaga's place he knew he needed to head east to murder nobunaga's heir which he did in great with great ease Oh. There's now three men who want to take Kyoto for themselves, which is Mitsuhide, Ieyasu, and Hideyoshi. Okay. So Ieyasu was the one that was left as a child. Yeah. Um, Hideyoshi was the guy who beheaded yeah. Yoshimoto. Um, so remember, at this point, Hideyoshi is is out fighting, waiting for help. Okay. And then he receives word yeah. that his lord has been killed, and he's very, very loyal to him. Okay. Um, so he chooses to seek revenge of this. And there's a great oh, it battle. Ends, does it? This no, they're all just like, oh well, now I'll have revenge. Oh well, then I'll better have some revenge. Well, literally, it is that. But Hideyoshi finds a different way to fucking bring it to an end. So this is why we like him. Okay. So there's a great battle between Hideyoshi and Mitsuhide. Hideyoshi gains the advantage by hiding in the mountains as Mitsuhide marches through. The guns have become the norm in samurai warfare at this point, and the battlefield was filled thick with smoke, yeah. flashes of light from the guns, sound of screaming, war cries, slicing, archers, arrows, and gunfire. Oof. In the end, Mitsuhide ran away and tried to hide in a village where peasants stabbed him to death. Oh, go on, peasants! Yes, peasants! And they are Hideyoshi's people! <gasps> Which is amazing. So yeah, the peasants stabbed him to death. Um, Hideyoshi did take that. He... he Claimed that he was the one that killed him, but the peasants were fine with that, but it seems a bit... Um, well, he they probably don't have a lot of choice, but... No, yeah, true. He put his head on a spike as a warning of anyone who Knew comes it. against him. Um, 
in, in less than two weeks from Nobunaga dying yeah. and him trying to take over, he was gone in 13 days. Jesus. And mockingly, people would call him the 13-day shogun. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassingly. <laughs> now, Hideyoshi wants to create a Japan where not everyone would fear war and it, there would come a point Please. where generations wouldn't know what war looked like. Wow, that would be excellent. I love him. Yeah. Um... And having taken over Nobunaga's reign, there was only Ieyasu left from Nobunaga's allyship to either overthrow or make peace with. Yeah. So Ieyasu made a feeble attempt with um, Nobunaga's last remaining son, who fucking failed previously, um, to try and take over. And obviously Hideyoshi won because yeah. he was far outnumbered and he was much better. So they en- they ended up with another hostage exchange. So okay. um, Hideyoshi gave his mother, who he loved very dearly. Oof. And Ieyasu gave his second son. Oh. Which, to be fair, I don't feel like that's very much of a of an offering if you were willing to fucking convince your child to die last time, but whatever. Wow. But yeah, so if, if obviously the understanding is that if one of them breaks the peace, yeah. they kill the hostage. Yeah. And that is how Ieyasu actually ended up with Yoshimoto in the first place. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, as a young boy. So Hideyoshi knew that in order to take over, he needed to take a different stance than just being a daimyo. So Mm. he decided he wanted to be prime minister. Right. So that legally he could rule. Uh Uh-huh. Problem was, he was born a peasant, which meant he couldn't be the prime minister. So he had documents forged to state that he came from the correct lineage. Oh, Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. He became the prime minister. He created legislation in a bid to end the bloodshed. His first move was to take weapons from commoners um, and then he made it illegal for any independent daimyo to go to war or create war. Wow. And eventually this did lead to the unification of Japan and the end of the civil war after 120 years. That's actually, it. that's incredible. Imagine getting all, like achieving all that in your lifetime mm-hmm. and not even in your lifetime because you've, you've had like a whole fucking lifetime worth of battling before you mm-hmm. get to the bit where you're just like... All right, shall we all just be friends and we'll just have a nice time? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, there was more to this story, but I didn't have time to add it in. So I haven't mentioned him, but I'm going to mention it now. So there's the one-eyed dragon, mm-hmm. right? And then there is more that um, Hideyoshi does after this. Okay. He does get a bit power mad. Uh, so if people enjoyed this, I can do more episodes on further points of it. Mm-hmm. But I just thought the Demon King was the coolest. Yeah, yeah. So, Oof. yeah. The one-eyed dragon sounds cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. do it. He's yeah. Pretty, he really is pretty cool this, to be fair. So, yeah. Oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you liked yeah, it. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Obviously, I'll give it a little while and then we'll go yeah. into it. But yeah, so that's that. So that is The Demon King, The Rise and Fall. I loved that. That was really good. I really I was like it enthralled too. all the way. I was like, oh my God, now what are they going to do? Oh my <laughs> God, they didn't. Mate, I was the same. <laughs> there is a docuseries um, on Netflix and I did some other research on the side, but the docuseries on Netflix... Oh, it says here. Age of Samurai Battle for Japan. Wow. Mm-hmm. I might watch that, yeah. If I get, chance, if yeah. I get time. Well, this is literally only half of it. Wow. So. Yeah, yeah maybe I won't know in case yeah. you do more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I hope you guys liked it. I did. Good. Well, <laughs> fuck you then. <laughs> I was talking to the mic then. Fuck you if you don't like it. Because Stephanie Farr likes I it. I did. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. I love you. Bye, pretties. Goodbye. Not good luck. (laughs) Now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it. Now 
After 